Some of the most juicy stories, some of the most juicy movies have love triangles. Have you ever seen mm. one? Have you ever been part of one? We're going to see one today in Genesis chapter 29. Oh, yeah. This is this is a well-known story and a great story. Yep. So You're listening to Between the Lines. I'm Junior. I'm Scott, and I'm going to start reading in verse 1, Genesis 29, verse 1. Then Jacob hurried on, finally arriving in the land of the east. If you remember, his parents sent him away because he had uh, stolen the birthright away from Esau, and he was essentially running for his life. And then yesterday... We read about how he met with God on the way there, and God uh, reiterated that promise that he had originally given to Abraham, the Abrahamic covenant, and that that promise was going to follow through his line through Jacob, who is going to be renamed Israel mm-hmm. um, over the weekend, actually. Yep. So verse uh, right, verse 2, he, he saw well in the distance, three flocks of sheep and goats lay in an open field beside it, waiting to be watered, but a heavy stone covered the mouth of the well. It was the custom there to wait for all the flocks to arrive before removing the stone and watering the animals. Afterward, the stone would be placed back over the mouth of the well. Jacob went over to the shepherds and asked, Where are you from, my friends? We are from Haran, they answered. Do you know a man there named Laban, the grandson of Nahor, he asked? Yes, we do, they replied. Is he doing well, Jacob asked? Yes, he's well, they answered. Look, here comes his daughter Rachel with the flock now, Jacob said. Look, it's still broad daylight, too early to round up the animals. Why don't you water the sheep and goats so they can get back out to the pasture? We can't water animals until all the flocks have arrived, they replied. Then the shepherds moved the stone from the mouth of the well, and we water all the sheep and goats. Jacob was still talking with them when Rachel arrived with her father's flock, for she was a shepherd. And because Rachel was his cousin, the daughter of Laban, his mother's brother, and because the sheep and goats belonged to his uncle Laban, Jacob went over to the well and moved the stone from its mouth and watered his uncle's flock. Then Jacob kissed Rachel. Bold man. <laughs> yes. I think that was a greeting kind of a kiss. Sure. I'm, I'm assuming anyway. Yeah. I don't think it was sporting. <laughs> and, and 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 if you didn't read all week, then you missed out on that one. <laughs> so you're going to go back. Sporting and, episode. Yeah. <laughs> good sporting episode. Yeah. And he wept aloud. He explained to Rachel that he was her cousin on the her father's side, the son of her aunt Rebecca. So Rachel quickly ran and told her father Laban. As soon as Laban heard that his nephew Jacob had arrived, and he ran out, he ran out to meet him. He embraced and kissed him and brought him home. See, there's another kiss there. Yeah, there we go. When Jacob had told him his story, Laban exclaimed, You really are my own flesh and blood. After Jacob had stayed with Laban for about a month, Laban said to him, You shouldn't work for me without pay just because we are relatives. Tell me how much your wages should be. Now, Laban had two daughters. It's almost like, okay, this is like the music starts again. Dun, dun, dun. Now, Laban <laughs> had two daughters. The older daughter was named Leah, and the younger one was Rachel. There was no sparkle in Leah's eyes. I, you know, the different versions put this differently, and I, yeah. I'm not sure what to think about this, but uh, what that actually means. Um, like some speculate that she was homely or she had eye trouble. Or I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not <laughs> sure trouble. what this didn't is. sparkle. Yeah, <laughs> her eyes didn't sparkle. <laughs> but Rachel had a beautiful figure and a lovely face. Since Jacob was in love with Rachel, he told her father, I'll work for you for seven years if you give me Rachel, your younger daughter, as my wife. I'll let you pick up from here. Yeah. Agreed, Laban replied. I'd rather give her to you than to someone else. Stay and work with me. So Jacob worked seven years to pay for Rachel. 
but his love for her was so strong that it seemed to him like a few days. Now, understand here, this wasn't like slavery buying the daughter, but there was the idea that because when a when a father had sons, they continued to work in whatever their business was in. When he had daughters, the daughters would then join the family of the husband's family and would produce for that family. So the custom was the um, the the father of the son would then give a gift to not to pay for the ownership of right. the women, but because he was losing out. He was pay losing for the loss workers. of work. Right. Yeah, because Rachel and Leah were both they they were shepherds yeah. for their dad, yep. and he was going to lose their an income. Yeah. Finally, the time came to marry her. I fulfilled my agreement, Jacob said to Laban. Now give me my wife so that I can sleep with her. What what a great way to ask for your <laughs> can I have your daughter's hand in marriage? I want to sleep with her. <laughs> can I yeah, can I have your <laughs> All right. So Laban invited everyone in the neighborhood and prepared a wedding feast. But that night when it was dark, Laban took Leah to Jacob and he slept with her. Laban had given Leah a servant Zilpa uh, to be her maid. But when Jacob woke up in the morning, it was Leah. What have you done to me? Jacob raged at Laban. <laughs> I've worked seven years with Rachel. Why have you tricked me? And I sure hope Leah wasn't there. Oh, like, you what know, an awful with that. thing. And we, we do wonder, how could that possibly have happened? Well, easily, because the, the in a bridal ceremony like this, or marriage ceremony, the woman was veiled the entire time. And, Interesting. And, I've thought about it differently. Yeah, and there was no light. There, were, there was virtual. Now, it could have been that I don't think he put Rachel on display and did it that way, you know, that she was part of the wedding ceremony and then just gave Leah. Okay. But you remember, too, the darkness of night. Yeah. We, we live in a day of electric lights. That's they did true. not. Even lamps were so dim. Yeah, but, yeah, I, uh, I guess I always thought that Jacob just had a lot to drink at his own wedding. Because how many have, people go but, to the bars and they wake up the next morning and they're joking about like, oh, well, I didn't realize, true. you know. That could I have thought been maybe that was it. happening, I don't know. That could have been part of it. Yeah. But, but usually when you read sense. the commentaries on this, it had to do with the, the veiling and then the darkness of the night okay. when even when he went to the tent with her. All right, that makes sense. It's not our custom here to marry off a younger daughter ahead of the firstborn, Laban replied. But wait until the bridal week is over and then we'll give you Rachel too, provided you promise to work another seven years for me. So Jacob agreed to work seven more years. A week after Jacob had married Leah, Laban gave him Rachel too. Laban gave Rachel a servant, Bilhah, to be her maid. So Jacob slept with Rachel too, and he loved her much more than Leah. He then stayed and worked for Laban the additional seven years. I honestly, my heart just goes out to Leah here. I, I just, yeah, I poor feel, girl. I feel so bad for her. Yeah. Verse 31 when the and, Lord. And I'd like to slap Jacob, you know, just because, <laughs> I, I, and I, you know, again, we weren't there, so maybe. As well as Laban. I mean, they're both. Yeah, right. But yeah. um, we weren't there, and maybe they did handle the situation in a more tender way. It sure doesn't hard feel to, like it from the text. It's hard to make sense of that, yeah. though. When the Lord saw that Leah was unloved, he enabled her to have children, but Rachel could not conceive. So Leah became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She named him Reuben, for she said, The Lord has noticed my misery, and now my husband will love me. She soon became pregnant again and gave birth to another son. She named Simeon. For she said, the Lord heard that I was unloved and has given me another son. Then she became pregnant a third time and gave birth to another son. He was named Levi. For she said, surely this time my husband will feel affection for me since I have given him three sons. Once again, Leah became pregnant and gave birth to another son. She named him Judah. For she said, now I will praise the Lord. And then she stopped having children. You know, I have to think. She, she had to be somewhat attractive. Because... She kept getting pregnant somehow. <laughs> and so oh I, I think there, you know, she had to be somewhat, but 
Um, I do. I love the fact that God goes to bat for her. Yeah. The Lord. Yeah. The, and, and that is something we, we can remember. People are going to mistreat us. And sometimes yeah. it's the people that we want to treat us well the most hurt us the most. Yeah. But we can always count on our yeah. Father in heaven. That's right. That's right. All right, well, Proverbs chapter 31 is the proverb for today, and it is a pretty famous proverb. I think a lot of mm-hmm. churches have, like, Proverbs 31 ministries for their, for their yeah. like, women's ministry or, or whatever. And it is, a, it is, for a good reason, it's a great chapter. I think about, it is a great chapter. I think sometimes it's used as a club, but I also, it bothers me the way some that may lean towards feminism, they, I, I've heard it mocked. I've heard it mocked by Christians. Yeah. And this is God's word, and he's yeah. elevating and this woman here, I mean, she's not just a, she's not barefoot pregnant in the kitchen. She's out running her own business as right. well. And But primarily she's taking care of her household. She yeah. cares for her household. Yep. And it, toward the end, it says Proverbs 31 verse 30, it says, charm is deceptive. And we saw, I mean, we kind mm-hmm. of, not that I'm saying Rachel was deceptive, but we do see there was a beauty with, with Leah. That very, saw yeah. Her. Yeah. Charm is deceptive and beauty does not last, but a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. Love that verse. I do too. And sometimes I want to tell young Christian guys, you know, just like, man, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're dating this girl and she wants nothing to do with what's right uh-huh. or she's just not really in, but you're, you know, you're only seeing the physical. I tell our young guys here all the time, the, some of the men that I knew, young men in Bible college and seminary that had the greatest amount of potential totally destroyed their future because all they could not see past the the skin deep beauty, yeah, the prettiness of a girl who on the inside was was either empty or hurtful, yeah, and it's all they cared about, and it destroyed future ministry that could have been powerful. Yeah, yep. it's a big deal. That's right. It's a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly and praised. they age better. As a woman who's so stuck <laughs> mm-hmm. on her own beauty, it yeah. eventually fades and. And what's left is not, not left good. with much, mm-hmm. but a woman who fears the Lord ages great. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it's Friday. I hope you enjoy the weekend. We'll miss you, but we hope to see you in church. We be hope in church. You're in church. And be read reading. your Bible tomorrow and Sunday. Right. You know, Sunday's like the hardest day, I think, for most people to read. Yeah. But, yeah. but I, I encourage you. It's not just the corporate time that matters. It's our time alone with God that matters, too. That's so right. do that. Yep. We'll see you Monday. Mm-hmm.